We learned in the Mishnah, we begin today first on Daf Mem Zayin Amud Beis, the bottom of the Yamud, two lines from the bottom of the Yamud. So, what did we learn in the Mishnah? Yoichanin Koyen Gadol, Hevere Doyes Amaisachulo. Yoichanin Koyen Gadol removed the mitzvah of confessing once in three years about all the maizras. It's not really a confession, but it's more like just saying that you gave all maizras and they wish to benches you for this. So he stopped this. My time, Zakta Gemara, what was the reason for this? Because in his times, the maizras were not given the way to the person or to the people that it's supposed to be given to. Why is that? The Torah says, my serishin should be given to the Levi, to the Levian. But vanan kayavina on the kainim. But we, in the times of the second Besamikdash, the my serishin was given instead to the kainim. So Rashi here brings from the Gemara and Yuvamis that Ezra made a knas, a penalty on the Levian, that because they didn't join him, they didn't come up to the second Besamikdash together with him. So therefore, he said that all the maister from that point should only be given to the kainim. Now, in the Lashon of the Pasuk, when you say the Vidu, you say, Vigam Nesativ Lulevi. I gave my Maisa to the Levi, Kechomet But we don't give it to the Levi, so you can't, it can't be said. So why can't you say the Vidu for the other, other Maisa? So you skip this uh, Pasuk or this part, but still the other Maisa are being given in the right place. says, any home that cannot be mizvada, that cannot say the whole nusach, including the maizerishin that's given to the levi, shuv a mizvada al shar maizres. You cannot say the vidu for the rest of the maizres either. My time, eh? what's the reason for this? Amar Abayes, Abayes explains, hoyul uposach boy hakosuf Because the posik, when it begins the vidu, this is the first thing. It starts, it starts with that posik, v'gam nesat of levi. So therefore, if you can begin with this, then you could say the rest of the Maestres. But if you can't begin with this, you can't. If it would be at the end, maybe you could say you could skip it at the end. But if it starts with this, so then if you can't say this, you can't, uh, you can't say the whole video at all. What does it sound like over here? What are we saying? That they would separate the Maestres, but they would not give it to the Levi as the post says. Instead, they gave it to the Kainim. But it sounds like that they did separate the maestres properly. But is that the case? In the time of the second base of Mikdash, we see that they weren't even giving, they weren't even separating, that is. They weren't even separating the maestres at all. But Tanya, we learned in another Braise, Afu that Yechenen Kain Godl, he was Mavatl the Vidu, as we just explained, but also the Gazar Aladamai. He was Gaiza regarding the Mai, which is the produce that's not, you're not sure if the Maestras was separated. So he was Gaiza that you buy from an Amaoret, so you have to separate the Maestras. Because it could be it wasn't separated yet. And why is that? What happened in his times? He sent around to inspect what's going on by Yidin in all the different cities they were living in. And Viran, he saw Shema Frishna, the Truma Gedayla Bulvat. The only Truma, the only thing they were giving is that the Truma that goes to the Kayan. But when it comes to which goes to the Levi or to the Kayan, as we said before, or which you bring to Yerushalayim, there were some that were separating these Maestres, but in there were others that did not give these Maestres. So he said to the Eden then, Bonai, my children, let me come and I'll tell you what's the story here. Just like a person that does not separate the Truma Gedeila, so the punishment for this is Misa, Misa B'day Shemayim. Kach, Trumas Maiser, so too if a person eats from Trumas Maiser, 
That's the truma that the levi has to separate from his maaser to give to the kayan. And the tevel, or the produce, that the trumas meiser was not separated of it, yesh ben oven misa. There's also, this is an aveda, that yechayv misa b'deshemayim as well. So therefore, he's, he's telling people that they should be very careful about this. So now, omad, v'hizken, yechenekan gadol, he made the takana, he instituted lahem for them, halekeyach peiris, me'ama oretz, a person that buys produce from an ama oretz, so you don't know if he gave the meisers or not, Mafresh mehen maiserishin and maisersheni. He should give again, the, or maybe for the first time, the maiserishin and maisersheni. Maiserishin, and then from the maiserishin itself, mafresh mimena trumas maiser. He also separates a trumas maiser that goes to the kain, and the noisnala kain. And he should give this to the kain. And the reason why you have to give it to the kain is because it's a, there's an issa to eat from this. If you eat from this, you have misa bidei So therefore, that has to be given to the kain. Even though it's only a suffix. But there's an iser involved, so you have to give it. Now, mafresh mimeno trumas, sorry, umaisasheni it is. You also separate maisasheni. And oilev oichlev yirushalayim. And you take your maisasheni and you eat it in yirushalayim. Now, maiserishain umaiseroni. The maiserishain and the maiseroni also has to be separated, but you don't have to go and actually give it to the levi or to the kayan or maiseroni to actually give it to the poor people. And the reason is, says the Brayse, because Amayitz Mechaveray Olav Arayat, because over here, Maiser Ishain and Maiser Oni, again, Maiser, uh, yeah, Maiser Ishain and Maiser Oni is something which you have to give to the Kayin or to the to the Aniim, but there's no Isser to eat it. It's something that any Yid could eat as well. So therefore, the Hafrasha to separate in order to be matter your produce to eat that you have to do because it's a suffix, it's demai. But to actually give it to them, so then it's just a question of who, it, who is the owner of this, who it belongs to. So for that we say, On the other hand, before, when it comes to the, to the Truma Smaise, when it comes to the Truma Gedayla, when it comes to things where there's a Kabiya Isr Misa, if you eat from it, so then you can't say, Over there, because of a Suffolk, you have to actually give it to the Kayan. But what's the point? The Gemara is proving it from this Braise that the Yidin did not necessarily okay. separate the Maestras properly. So why are we saying before that they separated it? And the reason you can't say the Vidu is because they weren't giving it to the Levi, they gave it to the Kayin. Here we see that in the time of the second base of Mikdash, they weren't even separating properly. So the Gemara answers, you're right, Tarti Tikkin, that there were both of these issues. And therefore, Yechenecha and Gadol instituted two things. As we learned in the Mishnah, Bittel Vidui, the Chaveirim, what he was mevatl was, the vidui, even of the Chaveirim, even of those people that are keeping the mitzvahs, and they could not say the vidui properly because of the penalty that it's not being given to the levi the way the Pasik says. And then besides that, the Gazar al-Dmai, Shalami And then as we said, that, that the many of, of, of Yidin and Klai were not separating the Maishas Bechlal, and therefore he made this Gzeda of Dmai, that any time you buy from an Amaoret, you have to give the Maishas again. So two different Takanas that he instituted. The next thing he said in the mission was, He was also mevatel those ma'iridim. Ma'iridim, they, they are the levim and the Beis Mikdash that were singing, as we see the Gemara explains it here. My ma'iridim, what does this mean ma'iridim? Omar Rachba, Rachba said, Every day in the Beis Mikdash, the levim stood on a platform and they would sing in the Beis Mikdash. they would say, Ura lama sishan Hashem, Awaken, why does Hashem sleep? So he was mevatel to say, oh, he shouldn't say this. Omar lehen, so, Yechen uh, and God was said to them, V'chiyesh, Shina, L'fnei HaMokim, Is there sleep by the Eivishter? V'halek Farnemar, Hinei, Le'yonum, V'lo Yishu, And Shoy Me Yisrael. That there's no sleep by the Eivishter. 
Ella, so rather, when Yidin are in a time of suffering, and the Goyim are, are peaceful, on that the Pasuk is saying that the Ebesher should not sleep and should come and help the Yidin. So what's the Pshat in this? The Mashah over here explains that this Pasuk, relates to the Yidin in the time of Golos. That in the time of Golos, then this Kaviyachal, a concept of Shino Lamailo. But then, in the time of the second Beis Mikdash, the Beis Mikdash is still standing. So Yechon Kain Gadol says, "Now in this time period, why are you saying this pasuk of Tilim, which relates to the time of Golos? Now you shouldn't be saying this pasuk." In Chesidus, there are my modern Baruch There's a famous Ma'am of Balayla who Tavshimem Dalid, and in other places where it's explained, what's this concept of Shina Lamaila? Shina is chosen a Hesiluk Achayis on a Helen Vehesta, like when a person sleeps, his Chayis goes away. So Kaviyachal Lamaila, when Yidden are in Golos, there's also a Siluk. There's a big Helen Vehesta. So, but this is, but he didn't want them to say this in the time when there was some English is still standing. Why did he say it? Okay, it's a good question. <coughs> okay. Another thing it was mevatel was noikfim. What does noikfim mean? My noikfim. Noikfim means when you strike something, what exactly were they striking? When they brought a carbon, for example, a calf, and before the shechita, so they would scratch it by its horns between its eyes, or between the horns, that is. So then blood would come down and the blood would go into its eyes. And what, what was the point? So then the behemoth sort of couldn't see what's, what's doing and therefore it would be easier to, to shecht it, to tame it and to be able to shecht it. Now, Asa'ihu came Yechanin Kohen Gadol, battle, and he nullified this custom. Because it's, it looks like a mum, even though it wasn't, but it looks like a mum, so therefore it didn't want it to be done. We must need to turn it, and Abraham will learn a different version of this. That they would hit the animal over the head with a stick, and that would cause it to like go down to be able to shecht it. But this was something. This is the way it was done also by Avodah Zara. So Amalehem, he said to them, "Until when are you going to give the mizbeach a carbon which is an avela which is not being shechted?" So the Gemara asks, what's this expression, Nevelis? Nevelis? Nevelis to the Mizbeach. It's going to be Shechter afterwards. Elo Trefis. What he meant is a Trefa. Why Trefis? Because Shem and Nikiv Krum Shel Mayach. Because possibly when you, when you beat the animal with this stick on its, on its head, so it could be there's, there's a certain part above the brain that gets a hole in it and therefore it's a Trefa. So Ahmad instead, they had these rings that they put into the ground and that that's where they stuck the head of the animal into these rings and that's how the shechita was done. So this all began in his times. Right, so the Mepharshim explained that it's not the pshatar until that point when they, when they beat the animal over the head there was a serious concern of treifa because in the cases it does not become a treifa and you can rely on the reif. Elamai, nevertheless, he said that we should be extra careful and you should still not do this and therefore he instituted to put, the, put them instead into these rings. Ad Yomov, until this time, so Yepatash Mata Birushalayim. The hammer was still banging Yerushalayim. When was this? Even though a dover of it is allowed, but nevertheless, he made a takana because there were so many people that was working on Cholomayit, it wasn't the covet for the Yomtev, so therefore he, he decreed that they should not do any work in Cholomayit. Earlier in the, or the last point that said in the Mishnah that in, in his times, nobody had to ask regarding the Mai. So it says the Gemara, this is like the Brais that we brought before because he instituted that any person that buys from an Amaretz has to separate all the Meisters again. So if you have one Chavir that's buying from another Chavir, 
you can be sure that he took care of it because there's an institution already. There's it was takana that he has to separate the meisters again, so you don't even have to ask anyone about this. Sanhedrin. <coughs> when the times of the korban, when the Sanhedrin was bottled, they left the base of mikdash bottle hashir mi mishtois. So also at that time, singing in by chasanas and places where you drink was also bottled. Not that, that so they were masakin not to sing. Not to play music and not even to sing in the Baychasanis. Shanema, Bashir, Layishtri Yayim, the place where you drink, so you should not sing there. The Gemara is going to discuss the, the details of this, this, this Takana, not to, not to have uh, songs and music, Bismana Zeh. When the earlier Nevi'im passed away, so the Urim Vitumim stopped uh, functioning. When the Vesamikdash was destroyed, bottle Hashomir, the Shomir, this worm that was a supernatural worm that's able to split things, that stopped uh, working. And Neufes Sufim also stopped. The Gemara is going to bring a few interpretations what Neufes Sufim means. And the Anshiaman, the people that had a belief in the Abishter, they also seized amongst Eden. Shanam the Pasik says, Ashia Hashem ki Gomar Chosid Vigaimer. Help me Hashem, because Gomar Chosid, and the Pasik continues, Kifasa Munabunayodam. There's no more of those believers amongst people. Rabshim Gamliel Laimer, Rabshim Gamliel says, Hey, the Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua testified. Niyoim Shachara Besamikdash, and Yoim Shaim by Klala. There's no day that there's no curse in the world. The Tal does not come down for a blessing, it comes down for the opposite. The Nittel Tam Hapedis, the real good taste of fruits, were removed. Rabbi Yisim and Rabbi Yisim says, "Av nitl shuman haperes." The fatness of the fruits were also removed. Rabbi Shimon ben Alazayim, hatara nitla purity was removed. Uh, again, when, when, when hatara, that is, I mean, this is the way you read it. That hatara, when there was no more purity in the world, so then nitla esatam v'sareyach. Then the the, the 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 taste and the good smell of the produce of the fruits was also removed. Hamaisres, when people were not careful with maisres anymore, natlo as shuman adagan. So the fatness of the of the dog and of the grains was also removed. The inappropriate behavior and the kishuf is also kilo that that destroyed everything. Starting with the first thing that it says regarding the korban after the korban, so then no more the songs and the, and the music. So it brought the pasuk that said how do we know that that Pasik says in connection to the Chorben when the Sanhedrin was removed from the Beis HaMikdash because there in the Pasik it says that the Zekenim they're removed from their gates the Zekenim refers to the Sanhedrin again so therefore the Bachurim the ones that sing also they stop singing so these two go together Rav said about this Udna, the Shama Zimra, the ears that listen to, to songs being sung today, Bismanazeh, Teyoker, should be uprooted. Omar Rave, Rave said, Zimra, Bebeisa, a house that has in it Zimra, that they're singing in it, Bismanazeh, after the Chorbin, Chorba, Bebeisa. So then on its threshold will come a destruction. Shanava, the Pasik says, Call Yishayr Bachaloin, you hear in the windows of a home that they're singing there, Cherev Basaf, there's a sword at its threshold. Kiarza Ara. Now, what is this? Kiarza Ara, the last two words, a few words of the Pasuk over here, like a cedar. Ara. What does this mean? My Kiarza Ara. Amir Rab Yitzchak, so Rab Yitzchak asks, does this mean Bayis Hamasubach Ba'arazim, a house that is covered with cedars? 
Iru, is it like a aura? Is it like a city? What, what does the Pasuk mean? Ella, rather, the way to translate this Pasuk is, Afilabayas hamasubach ba'arazim, or some say masuchach, even a house which is covered with cedars, with very strong wood, misraya. It becomes uh, weakened, it, uh, it becomes what? Destroyed. Destroyed. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Shmamina, from here we understand, Ki maschal churbe b'seifem maschal. When the destruction of the home begins, it begins at its threshold. The sword is at the threshold. Or the sources from another Pasik, where the Pasik says, that the Shi'iyah, the desolate, or the whatever destruction comes, it comes at the gates, at the entrance of the home. And what this means is, as the Gemara here now says, this refers to the fact that in the place where they're singing in the home after the Chorbin, so then Shadim come into the home and destroy it. I saw this myself. And the shadim that were there were goring like an ox. The singing of those that are pulling ships or those that are leading the, the cattle or the oxen in the field to do the plowing in the field, shari. That's allowed. Because that's being done for the purpose of the work. That rhythm creates uh, the possibility for the animals to go in the right place and so on. But the gardoi, the weavers, when they sing to themselves, Osir, that's not allowed because they're just singing for pleasure. It's not, it doesn't help them in their work. Rav Hone, that is, yeah, bottle zimra. He nullified, the, he, he made sure that there should be no, the, 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 this takon of not singing, he made sure that it should be fulfilled. So what happened? Kom meya avzi bezuze. So a hundred ducks, the price of it went down to one zuz. It became so cheap. There was such an abundance of it available. And a hundred saw of, of wheat, also the price went down to one zuz. And it was so cheap and it was so available and plenty that the lay by, no one was even buying it at all. Then he came, he belittled this Isra of singing. What happened? The opposite happened. If you were looking for just to buy a duck for one, one duck for a zuz, you couldn't even find. So the price changed completely. So this, uh, this whole discussion the Gemara is having here regarding Zimra B'zman this is brought in Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, and this is, uh, this is an Indian that uh, Rambam brings it in Shulchan Aruch, it brings it. But, uh, so you, you, may, you may ask, so what's going on? Why is there singing or music in B'zman seemingly without any uh, limitations at all? So the only two Atayim that there are is one had to, that the Rif says, and other Rishayim say, say is, that if it's being done for the purpose of Yiddish Shemayim, or if it's being done to praise the Eivishter, he's singing Psukim that are praising the Eivishter, so then it's not Stam singing for your own pleasure, it's singing to express your praise to the Eivishter, that's allowed. And then there's the other hetter that it says in Paiskim, if a person needs, like similar to what it says here, if a person is using the music or the singing regarding uh, work, it creates a certain rhythm in his work, so if a person needs the song in order not to be depressed, in order not to be, uh, for a person that's sick, so then you're allowed to use the song. So people say today, without music, without singing, everybody with the, the goddess is so difficult, everybody would be so depressed, so you need to have all this music to lift up people's spirits. That's, uh, that's the hetter for, for the music, Bizman Azeh. Yeah, there's a famous tshuva of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Igris Moshe, one of the first, first, first Karachim there. He was very machmer, renegade to music. He over there writes, I think it was regarding a dinner. He didn't want them to have uh, a band and music and entertainment. He held it, that, uh, that it's a serious sister, and uh, especially based on the Rambam, the way he brings it, that it's, it's us, even Bizman Azeh. Okay, there's also discussion because there's a difference if it's music or if it's because in Argamot it's mashma, even singing by mouth. It brings over here the weaver. The weaver doesn't have musical instruments while he's weaving. He's, he's just singing. And still the Gemara says that it's also B'zman 
Sagt the Gemara weiter. Amr Rav Yechinen, Rav Yechinen said, or sorry, I skipped one line. Amr Rav Yisuf said, Rav Yisuf said, Zimri Gavri, if it's men that are singing, Va'ani Noshi, and the women respond to their singing, Pritzusa. It's a Pritzus, you're listening to the voice of a woman singing, Kail Be'isha Erva. But if it's the reverse, Zamri Noshi, if it's women that are singing, Va'ani Gavri, and men are responding to their singing, that's much worse. Ke'esh bin Iris. It's like you're putting fire to, to, to little chips that catch onto fire right away. It's terrible. So the Gemara explains, what's the difference in these two expressions and how bad it is? They're both not allowed. So what's the difference? If you only have the option to be mevatl one and not the other, so to be mevatl, the women singing and the men responding is worse because when the men are responding to the women, they're listening closely to be able to respond to them. So that's much worse. Person that drinks. And with four different types of musical instruments, he brings five different punishments into the world. Shanema, the Pasik says, Woe to those that wake up in the morning, they run after wine to drink, they go to sleep late at night, they run after wine, and they have these four musical instruments a harp and a navel. How do they translate navel over there? A what? A lyre. A lyre? Okay, and a toif, a drum, and chalil, a pipe, or a flute. And v'yayim ishtayim, and they drink wine. V'espoil Hashem lo and they don't look at what the Ebeshter does. So these are the four different instruments that they play with. Maxiv then the Pasuk says, five different punishments. It says, l'chein gola amim iblidas, they go into golas, shagirim and golas loylam, they bring exile into the world. Okvayde misay rov, shemivin rov loylam, they bring hunger into the world. V'hamoyne itzachat salma, shagirim l'tayrashet, tishtachach milimdeh. The thirst that this Pasuk is speaking about, Sachat Sama means a very strong thirst, means that they can't learn Taita, they become thirsty for Taita. They bring a downfall to the haters of Hashem, which refers, it's a euphemism referring to the Ebishter. This term Ish in the Pasuk refers to the Ebishter himself, Shanem, as the Pasuk says, Hashem is Muhammad, the Ebishter is the Ish, Ish Muhammad. And then it says, It means, They bring the downfall of Yidin. Now, after all these five punishments, what does the Pesach say afterwards? Which is Gehenim. Broadens its mouth. And Upara Pia opens up his mouth. Without any limitation. And they all go down into this place because of bringing all these punishments. Okay, so this is all in connection to the first Indian of the Mishnah regarding Zimra, songs and music, Bismanazah. The next thing it says in the Mishnah, Mishamesu, Nevi'im, Arishainim. When the first earlier prophets passed away, that's when the Unum Vetumim stopped. Now, Man, Nevi'im, Arishainim. Who are the early prophets? Amen, Avone, Zed, David, Ushmuel, Ushleimah. Those are the early Nevi'im, David, Shmuel, and Shleimah. After their time period, the Unum Vetumim stopped. Rav Nachman, Amen, Rav Nachman says, Be made David. Even in the time of David HaMelech, Zimnin Salik, Sometimes the Urim Betumim was functioning. Sometimes it did not give an answer, did not function. Sadiq, he was a Kayin, and he asked by the Urim Betumim a question, and it did not work. Sorry, it did work, that is. And of Yasser a Kayin, so he asked from the Urim Betumim, and it did not work. It says, Av Yasser was removed from the Gehone Gedayla because it didn't work by him. So Mosev, Rabbi Bashmuel, Rabbi Bashmuel asks in this, that we're saying that already so early on, the Urim Betumim stopped working, but there's a Pasuk in a later time period where it says, they went to ask Hashem to give an answer. This was in the time of Zechariah. 
that understands to see what the Hebrew says. Now, my love, don't you think that they asked from the Oren in the time of Zechariah, which was much later, he was in the times of the king Yoyash, much after Shlema Melech. So the Gemara says, that Pasuk means that they asked the question by the Nevi'im, not from the Oren it wasn't working at that time. Toshima, the Gemara brings a eye from another Braise where it says clearly, when the first Beis Amigdash was destroyed, Batlu Ore Migrash, the cities of the Levium, which had that empty area around it designated for the Levium, that was nullified. And the Oren Vetumim stopped working, so it says it clearly only at the time of the Chorban is when the Oren Vetumim stopped. And the kingdom of the house of David also stopped. If a person will whisper to you and to say, well, look into the Pasuk, what it says, in the times of the second Beis HaMikdash. This refers to Ezra. Until the Kayin will come back with the Urim Vitumim. So it seems like that it means then, in the times of the second Beis HaMikdash, the Kayin will be there with the Urim Vitumim. And more, you should answer him. This is like a person telling his friend. Not until Mashiach comes and Tchis and Mesim happens. Over here as well, Urim Vetumim does not refer to the second base of Mikdash, but it means Urim Vetumim does not return until Mashiach comes. But the point is, you clearly see in this Brayse that the Urim Vetumim was nullified when by the destruction of the first base of Mikdash, not in the times of Nevi'im or Rishayim, David, Shmuel, or Shlaima. Who are considered to be the earlier Nevi'im that are all the Nevi'im in the first Pesach Nino. Excluding the last three, Chagi, Zechariah, Malachi, they were at the times of the second Pesach Mikdash. In their times, the Urim didn't work. The Tan Rabbanon that we learned about, Chagi, Zechariah, Malachi, as follows. Mishimei, so Chagi, Zechariah, Malachi, when they passed away, Nistalka, Ruach HaKadosh Mi'Yisrael, the Ruach HaKadosh of Yidin was removed. But Va'afah became, but nevertheless, Ha'yim Ishtamshim Be'Baskel. Still, a Baskel, a heavenly voice, did come out and, and, and give Yidin messages. Shepah Machas, once it happened. Ha'yim Isubim Ba'aliyah's base, Guria Bi'yirichai. The Yidin were sitting together in this second floor of the house of Guria in the city of Yirichai. Nitna Le'im Baskel, a Baskel came out and said, Menashemayim from heaven, V'Omran announced, Yesh Bechem Odom Echot, there's an individual amongst you, Shiroi, Shetir Shra'al of Shechina. Had he's fitting that the Shechina should dwell upon him. His generation is not fitting for this. So who, they, who did they look at? They all looked at Hillel Azakin and they said that it was him that the Shechina would dwell on him like a Novi. When he passed away, his Piduhu, they eulogized him and they said, that he was pious and he was humble. A similar story happened, and, and then they also said, Talmidish al-Ezra, that he's a student of Ezra. He wasn't literally a student of Ezra, but similar to Ezra. Ezra came up from Babel, so Hillel also came up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael. Bishuv, Pamacheres, there was another time that this happened. They were sitting together in a second floor in the city of Yavne. A heavenly voice came out, and said to them, There's an individual that's fitting that the Shechina should dwell upon him. His generation is not fitting for this. They all looked at Shmuel and they referred to him as Shmuel Akotten. When he passed away, his pidu, they eulogized him. He was humble, he was pious. And also they said that he was a Talmud of Hillel. So here the Mashah points out that the order of the, of the Hesped is the opposite. Regarding Hillel, it said, 
And over here it says, Hoya Onov, Hoya Chosid. Opposite order. So the Masha says, because there's an argument in another place in the Gemara, what's greater, a Chosid or an Onov? So they were arguing over here, what's greater? When you eulogize, you begin with a praising on a smaller level and then you go higher. So the argument over here is whether Anov is higher or Chosid is higher. There's a Sikha from the Rebbe about this in Chelek Lamad Ches and Parshish Baalaischa, where the Rebbe speaks by Rikhas over there about various levels of humility, different targets that Hillel was on a higher level of Anove, so therefore it says Anove second, because he was on a higher level. Shmuel HaKotten, he was like a called Cotton because of his Anove, but he wasn't on the same level as Anove as Hillel, so therefore Anove comes first, and then comes Chassid. And they said about him, Talmidei Shalil, he was a Talmud of Hillel, he wasn't exactly on the same level as Hillel, he was a Talmud. Shmuel, when he passed away, he said the following, Shimin v'yishmol l'charbe, that Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Shmuel are going to be killed by a sword. The Chavroi and his friends, Lekatala, they're going to be killed in other very, very gruesome ways. Sarashi here brings the story regarding Rabbi Kiva, what happened with him, the way he was killed by the Asar Eruge Malchus, and Visharam, and others from the nation, from the Eden, Lebiza, there's going to be plunder. And Ve'oken, Sagiyin, Asidin, Lameisal, Alma, and a lot of Tzadis is going to come upon the world. Similar, when Rabbi Yudu ben Bava passed away, Bikshu Loimar, they wanted to eulogize him and say regarding him the similar thing that Hoya Chassid and Hoya Anav, that he was pious and humble, but the time did not allow for this, and the reason is because he was killed from the Asura Ruge Malchus, and because he was killed by the government, so therefore they were afraid, they were afraid to eulogize him. And the Mishnah says, when the Mishnah was destroyed, this, this worm, the Shamir, did not work anymore. So what is the story with this Shamir? It's with this worm. That's what he used to cut the bricks or to cut the racks. The Pasuk says, Shlema brought the, the, the racks from the mountains, full racks as is without cutting them. And that's how he built, and he built it, by, and he cut them with, the, with his shomer. So, Hadvarim Kiksavan Divri Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, you have to understand this Pasuk, literally, he did not use any saw or any other utensil to cut these racks, but he just used his shomer. Amal Rab Nechemya, argues, and he says, but Chiev can you say that he brought these racks whole? But there's another Pasuk where it says, Kol Eile, Avonim, his precious racks, and then in there, the Pasuk concludes, They were sawed with a saw. So he didn't use the shaman, he did saw them. That he did not hear the sound of these metal utensils in the house when they were building. What that means is, That he prepared and cut them on the outside. And he, once they were prepared, he brought them into the place in the Beis Mikdash where it was built. So therefore he says, no, they did use saws to cut the, the, the racks for the Beis HaMikdash. Omar Rebbe, so Rebbe says, Nirin divri Rabbi Yehude ba'avne Mikdash. I agree to what Rabbi Yehude says, that they only use this Shomir to cut the racks regarding the building of the Beis HaMikdash. That's what Rabbi Yehude really meant. In the Beis HaMikdash, they used the Shomir. What Rabbi Nechemia is saying, he's bringing a different Pasik about the home that they built and they used the saw. That's Bavne Beisai. That's regarding the palace that was built for Shleim HaMelech himself. According to Rabbi Nechemia, that even when building the Beisam Mikdash, they also used the saw. So Shomer Lemayasa. So what, was the, what were they using this Shomer for not to use a saw? 
Says the Gemara, what they use the Shomer for is, look at the Tanya. As we learned in Abraisa, Avana Malolu, these precious stones, and we're talking over here about the precious stones that are placed inside the Choshen and in the Eivoy, the Avni Shoyam, and so on. So, so they had to inscribe the names of the Shvatim in them, but it could not be written with ink. It says Pituche, meaning that it has to be inscribed. And the aim is Isma. You also can't use this metal utensil to uh, inscribe it. Which means that the stones have to be full. You can't uh, chisel out, you can't write the names in it by, by chiseling, taking out any of the stone. So how was it done? Here you had the Shamir. They marked the names with ink. And then and then they would sort of bring it and show for the Shamir that it should go over there where the ink is. And the, the, these precious stones split open to create the, the shape of the names of the, of the Shvatim. And what Gemara says, it, it would split open, like this fig that splits open in the summer. But it's, it's not chiseling out, there's nothing missing of it. Or like a valley, that in the winter it also splits open the ground. There's nothing missing of it. That's what the Shomer was used for. We learned in Abraisa about this Shomer. This shamir, it's the size of a little um, uh, barley. It was created in the Sheshish which is one of the things the Mishnah says was created in Ben There's nothing, the toughest thing cannot stand in front of it, it splits everything open. So, how do you keep it? You have to wrap it in a bundle of, or in bunches of wool. Then you place it into this lead bowl. Filled with the subin, with the, with the chaff, with the, with the, or the, the peels of, of barley. That, that's how you keep it. says, When the first base of Mikdash was destroyed, Shira Paranda, which is a kind of not very good quality silk, was bottle. And also white glass, a certain kind of beautiful crystal or glass, was also bottle. We learned this in Abraisa. When the first base of Mikdash was destroyed, bottle Shira Paranda, And Abraisa adds another thing, Rechev Barzal. This metal chariot, some kind of a chariot that was used, like, I think, to go out into war with it. The Yashoyimrim and others say, Af Yayin Karush, also this wine that was so strong and so thick that it was congealed. Haba Mishnir, which comes from Shnir, which is uh, in the north of Eretz Yisrael. Hadaime Kegulit Vela. And it's so thick that it was like the, 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 the figs or the pressed figs that, uh, that's also very thick. The next thing it said in the Mishnah was Neifes Tzufim. When the Bishamikdash was destroyed, Neifes Tzufim was bottled. So what is Neifes Tzufim? So the Gemara brings a few opinions. My Neifes Tzufim, Omar Rab, Rab says, Soiles, this is the fine flour in that time that was so good, Shetzafa al-Gabinofa, that when you try to sift it, so this flour sort of floats above the sifter, and and just the flour itself is already so moist that it's, it's like it was already uh, kneaded together with honey and oil. That's how gishmak the flour was. Velevi Yama Levi says it means something else. You have two breads that you attach to the oven. In those times, they would attach the breads to the walls of the oven, two sides of the oven. But the bread was such good quality that they would blow up, they would, they would grow, and they would, they would reach and touch one each other inside the oven. So at Neifes, I think it's connected to the word Neifes, which is like branches that reach one another. <coughs> 
Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Yoma, third pshat of Yeshua ben Levi says that Dvash Haba Menatzifia. This was a very good thick honey that came from Tzipia, which is mountains, mountains that you could look to far. That's what Tzipia means to be able to see far. My mashma, what's the how is this mashma that this is what it means? Because the Metargim Rav Sheshes, translated the pasuk that uh, the pasuk says. So Lashna the pasuk. Some say Rav Yosef over here. Pasuk uh, Rashi brings over here that uh, says Kashatasena Hadvoidim. The dvarim that go on the mountain. So he says that what does this mean? Command the nuts on the briyasa that these these uh, bees they fly v'shaitem berumi alma they fly in the heights of the world and the mountains umasian dufshe meis vetura and they bring their honey from the pollen that they get from the plants that they find in the mountains ah uh, from the, yeah that's that's how we taisha and this is this uh, special honey that they had in those times. Now here brings another Mishnah regarding this very thick honey tanan hosom we learned in the Mishnah. Anytime you're pouring from one vessel that's tahir to another vessel that's below it, that's tamay, so even though there's, there's this stream that's pouring and it seemingly is connected, but nevertheless, what's in the vessel above remains tar because it, it, it's liquid and therefore what's in the bottom does not connect to what's on the top. Besides, and these are both honeys that are extremely thick. And so because it's so thick, so the stream, it, it sort of, it returns back up to the vessel that's tahir, and it gets tome from the vessel that it goes into. Now, the tzapichim we just discussed before, I guess the tzapichim refers over here to the, the very thick honey that came from the mountains, but my zifim, what is zifim? This is honey that mezaifim by means, Rashi says, they would put water or, or a wine added to it because it was so thick and even after you added other liquids to it, it was still very thick. Zifim means honey that came from a certain place. We see in the Pasuk the name of a place, Ziv v'telem ubalis. A similar thing, People from Zifim came to Shaul and said to him about David, My Zifim, what does Zifim there mean? It refers to people that uh, say things that are lies. Rabbi says, No, it doesn't mean lies. It refers to people that came from a certain place. And these are people that came from Ziv. The Mishnah said, People that believe in Hashem stopped. What does it mean? These people that believe in Hashem, so Rashi explains, it doesn't mean that after the Chorm Beis HaMikdash there's no Amun on the Ebishter at all. But this refers to people that are ready to give up on their money for a purpose of a mitzvah, or for tzedakah, or for Shabbos and Yantiv, and they're not worried if the Ebishter will give them more money. That's what it refers to, Amun regarding this. We're basically, we're talking. The Tanya, Rabbi Yezagadol says, person that has bread in his basket for today, and for nevertheless, he's saying to himself, What am I going to eat tomorrow? So he's a person that does not have proper amuna. He doesn't believe in the Abish that he's going to provide for him tomorrow. Rabbalaz also said, What is the meaning of the Pasik where it says, What is this Pasik referring to? Me Who causes for the tzadikim? She is Bazbuzu. She is Bazbuz. Shulchanam that their table that's prepared for them, lost lavai, becomes uh, taken away from them. This katnus, that if they don't believe in the Ebesha with this betokhan, that if I have today, I shouldn't be worried for tomorrow, that takes away from their table, lost lavai. Let's just finish off the saying here. Rava says a little bit of a different shot on this pasik here. Rava ma elu ketane b'nei rishay Yisrael. These are the children from the Rishayim, Shem din, aviyam, lost lavai. 
they are mevazbes, the, the punishment that their fathers would get in the time to come, lost at Lavai. How is that? They say to the universe, if you're going to in the future punish them, so why are you causing them to have tzad also in this time now, even in this world? And how is that? Because we are passing away. The children of these Rishayim are passing away even today. And that's what it means here when it says in the Pasuk, that instead of them getting punished, these Rishayim, they get punished today by these children that are passing away.